Thanks for listening to the Club Ride Apparel podcast. Episode two, we interview Julie Cornelius. Julie started uh, the group World Ride, who empowers women on bikes uh, around the world, whether it be Nepal, Guatemala, and uh, looking to further that in different places. She's also a guide for rim tours in Moab, uh, as well as a nutritionist. So Julie is a very busy person. We talk about bikes, we talk about guided trips, we talk about nutrition, we talk about Moab um, and some of her favorite rides around the area. So enjoy episode two with Julie Cornelius. Hey everyone, welcome to the Club Rider Apparel Podcast, uh, episode two. Uh, today we are being joined, uh, as you have heard in the intro, by Julie Cornelius. Um, Julie is uh, founder of World Ride, uh, is a guide for rim, um, as well as being a nutrition coach. So very busy person. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Today. Yeah, yeah. How's uh, how's the weather up there in Moab? Um, it's been uh, kind of rainy today, but uh, other than that, it's been pretty pretty nice here in Moab. Yeah, I've uh, I'm actually recording in Phoenix. Uh, luckily, I'm not in Idaho where it's cold and snowy and hailing and being muddy. So I'm in Phoenix where it's the sun's coming out today. So it's probably supposed to be in the 60s, which isn't terrible. Hopefully, I can get out of my bike. That sounds um, nice. Amidst everything that's going on in the world, we you know we wanted to you know bring on some guests to the Club Rider Pearl podcast to talk about bikes and other things in their life to get people's you know, minds off of <laughs> what's going on in the world. So, um, you know, we brought Julie on. She is a, you know, very experienced mountain biker um, and just kind of want to talk and see what uh, what you got going on. So, um, again, thanks for joining us. Um, as I as I said before, you're the founder of World Ride. Kind of give people an idea of what World Ride, you know, is. Yeah. Um, well, thanks again for having me on. And, yeah, World Ride is a 501c3 nonprofit that, has the mission of empowering women globally through mountain biking. So we, okay. We, so you, so you do stuff, you do stuff in the states, but you know, we Club Ride, you know, was one of the sponsors of a trip you did to Nepal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and and Nepal is actually where World Ride kind of founded. Um, I've been working with some women there, Nepali women, uh, for the past few years, um, just helping to support getting more women mountain biking there and what was it what was the name of that the movie you did was it is it moksha yeah it's moksha m-o-k-s-h-a yeah Yeah. which was a really cool um, video um that was cool to be it was cool to be able to see that in sedona again um after you know having it having seen it what a couple years ago when it came out yeah um i kind of cut out just a little bit but uh yeah, it's um, a great way to, to really kind of see the background of World Ride and get to know some of the, the women that we work with in Nepal. Yeah, it looked like it looked like a lot of fun and from the photos that we have and was pretty stoked on that. So besides Nepal, where else do you guys um, travel to? What else do you do? Um, we just started working this past year in Guatemala, which we're very excited about. So we um, went down there uh, in December and um, helped to organize like a women's only community ride that had over 60 women participate, which was really cool. Um, it's kind of the first ever event like that, that just had women. Um, and we're working on, uh, with a local partner down there and training, um, a female mountain bike guide. 
Awesome. So, so that's what ultimately in, in Nepal, you guys were there to help people become instructors. Am I correct? Um, it's one of the things that we help with, um, but it's not the only thing. So we help in a few different areas. Um, you know, we do help uh, with leadership training and guide training um, to get some women uh, to become mountain bike guides, but we also help to support just social fun rides that, um, okay. you know, ladies can get out and just ride together. Yeah, so, the, so in, in Guatemala, were you guys looking to get some people to be instructors there too, or? Yeah. So we're, we're working on kind of building the community there and trying to get some different women that want to help just lead rides. And, um, you know, the goal is to build a bike library that women can come and check out a bike and use it, uh, for the day and just go on a fun ride or, um, whatnot. And then also we, um, we do help support some women to become, um, guides, uh, and coaches, um, to help grow the, the sport in each place. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's really cool. I love to see that. It was, it was super fun to go to, um, Sedona a few weeks ago for those of you who weren't there, the Sedona mountain bike festival, um, they had a movie night and there was, um, what, probably seven or eight short films that we watched. Um, yeah, I think there's like five or six. So yeah, but it was, um, okay. yeah, they're all women's mountain bike films. Yeah. Which they were super fun, whether they were directed by a woman or whatever, I, they were all really Thank cool. You. Um, yeah, it was really fun. It's actually really, it's cool. We're sponsoring club ride is sponsoring a movie coming out of, uh, Bentonville, um, right now called stay wild. Um, this woman, Patty, Patty V, I can't, Patty Valencia, I think is her last name, but she's putting together this uh, women's only movie um, based out of Bentonville, which will come out later this spring. She was hoping to have something done by Sedona, but it didn't come up, but uh, it's going to be like a full length film, like almost like an, oh, wow. uh, yeah, which is going to be super cool. I think, I think she's going to um, show it the first time at the Bentonville film oh, festival. Awesome. Um sometime in in may or june uh whether whether or not that happens at this point hard to say but she does have a really cool film coming out that we've we've shown some teasers of it which people have probably seen but um that's yeah. right either way so the world right the world right thing is really cool um stoked stoked on that and and super stoked to see what uh, happens in the future Thank on that you. so aside from the world right thing so you are a guide in that is life, yep for, yeah i work for for yep. tours okay um and i think you said you only do you only do trips there in the moab area you don't go anywhere else. i just do day tours yeah in in and around moab and so do you do do you do tours on on ahab on slick rock uh, on all the trails or yeah pretty much any trail around moab we do tours on okay yeah wow that's, that's gotta it be pretty fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun there it's fun to ride there you know being a being a guide gets to take people on rides is, is really cool yeah it's a fun job for sure it's fun so you guys um you guys have a new trail coming off of the whole enchilada yes right? yeah the new falcon flow trail um it's super fun it's uh yeah it comes down from um like the the water tanks on uh sand flat so like where porcupine rim like the the climb is up to the overlook and yeah, yeah, it's a super, super fun and flowy trail and they're a really cool area. Like it, you kind of get to see some canyons that 
uh, you wouldn't normally see and views that you wouldn't normally see. So if I'm correct in this, instead of doing the last section of the enchilada, that is kind of a bail off. Correct. correct? Yep. Okay. So, so it gives people an option to go down maybe a little bit easier. Yeah. Way. Yep. Okay. Nice. Which is a good thing. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people that do the whole enchiladas. We all know that probably get themselves um, a little in over their heads in that bottom section after uh, being out there for four plus hours <laughs> could be a little oh, for sure right? yeah I've definitely had a lot of guests that um, uh, don't quite realize how challenging the whole enchilada actually is so um, yeah for at least sure. it's a fun option now to for a different route down that's awesome and then uh, so how long is that? it's about five and a half miles okay. yeah and I think nice so it's got uh, yeah nice. and they're actually um it's kind of the first phase. There are going to be three sections of trail that they'll eventually build. Um, oh, okay. So there's, so there's more mm -hmm, to yep. come on that. So is that, um, so the, the trail currently there, are you saying they're going to add to that trail or are there two other trails that are going to come down off of what is now the whole There's enchilada? going to be two other sections of trail that come off of the whole enchilada to link up wow. with that one. So, wow, yeah, crazy. And when are those? Are those being built currently, or are those in, uh, in um, discussion? I'm pretty sure they've. I, yeah, I, I I don't know, a hundred percent, but from my understanding, they um, have been approved, and they just haven't started on construction of them. Okay, and those are. Is that done by Moab Rocks? Or? Um, it's done by Trail Mix, the Grand County Trail Mix. Oh, trail mix. Okay. That's yeah. Weird. Is that the one? So Tyson works. Yes. Right? Yep. Okay. And so, and he's building for those of you who don't know, Tyson's Tyson Swayze, who grew up in Moab, a rip and writer um, is now working for that group. Cause he, he was one of the, one of the main people on the captain Ahab trail, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all pretty yeah. uh, stoked that Tyson is um, pretty much, you know, in charge of, all of our new trails um so yeah it's a good yeah guy does he does yes. great work and uh if anybody hasn't seen the guy ride a bike he's also quite a bike handler too yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. he's yeah, yeah one absolutely. of the one of the best riders i've i've ever seen ride he makes everything look so easy <laughs> no doubt no doubt about it so what what do you what's your favorite trail in moab oh that's so hard um <laughs> So I know there's ones. so many good ones. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could pick just one. I do love the whole enchilada yeah. and Porcupine Rim and Captain Ahab, and but you know there's so much other fun stuff. It's fun to ride at Navajo Rocks, and you know Dead Horse Point is just beautiful, and yeah, pretty much everything. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing in the last few years. Um, how much new riding has popped up in, in Moab, you know, I mean, every time I, every time I go, you can, you know, get your like kind of shakeout ride and then you could do a full mag seven, a portal, and then you can do a full enchilada. And then by the third day, you're just like, I don't know if I can ride anymore. You <laughs> yeah. know? I mean, it, it just, it just wears you out for you know? sure. Um, and that's the thing, like you can go out there and do those, like, Oh, we rode 12 or 13 miles, but it felt like you were out there for, 30 or 40 miles. Yeah. You 
because the rocks just eat you. We up. call them. <laughs> I know so we call fun. them Moab miles because they they definitely feel a little longer here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, two years ago, three years ago, I guess it was uh, a friend's birthday, and there was like 12 of us that went down from from uh, the Sun Valley area, and we started um, out in um, oh. What, the the far north section. Oh, of, Klondike Bluffs. Um, yeah. Klondike, yeah. So we rode at Klondike for like two hours, you know, of course. Rode Klondike for like two hours, got back to the, you know, vehicles and drank like eight beers, of course, before we <laughs> even got into Moab. Uh, and then, of course, got the full enchilada shuttle the next day and did it uh-huh. from the very top. Uh, and then the next day did Mag 7 Portal, rode all the way back to town. And by Sunday, we were we were all so worked that all we could do is like a short ride up at Navajo rocks for an hour before <laughs> we left. Um, because, you know, we didn't do any drinking at night. Yeah. We were yep, there. Of course. So that, that certainly didn't, didn't, uh, didn't help us at all, <laughs> but uh, either way. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much that terrain just beats yeah. you out there, but that's, that's what makes it awesome. Yeah, as well. for sure. Yeah. Um, so when you were uh, you were in Sedona a couple of weeks ago, what uh, what did you end up riding in Sedona? I did not get to ride as much as I had hoped. Um, I was kind of mostly stuck on the the west side of town, but there's so much fun stuff over there. Um, you know, it's always fun to just go ride like Check Wagon, Mezcal, uh, Canyon of Fools. Um, yeah, I that's another place where every time I go back, it's like, oh, have you ridden this new trail or have you gone over here? Because um, I. I only get to go to Sedona probably once, mm-hmm. maybe twice a year. And I'm usually there for a festival. So I have to pack in you know, as much as I can in like two days of riding. Cause I'm busy with work and socializing yeah. and all those things. So I'm always, you know, I always want to do a hangover and I always want to do a high line. Um, but the more that I've gone back, the more I'm like, Oh, I really like to go out to the West side of town and do, you know, Scorpion and mm-hmm. pyramid and some of that stuff in old posts. And then as you're saying out by Mescal and, some of that that stuff as well it's just so fun it's so fun um, and yeah the views are awesome and yeah Sedona's a fun place it's such a great place for for people who haven't gone to Sedona and uh, you need to put it on the list I mean Moab is also one of those places where it's very special and you go there and you just feel how good it is and Sedona to me is just as good as it gets you know the, the views are unbelievable the riding is great there's great food um, there's great camping there too. That's one thing I've realized in the last few years. You can find some really good spots. Yeah, camp definitely. There as well. Yeah. Did you get? Did you guys camp or were you guys hoteling? We were staying with friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and Dave, your boyfriend Dave, he was down there for. A he was days, down there. He? he was down there in between tours um, and helping helping shuttle with room tours. Yeah, yeah, and he well, he yeah. was shuttling. That's right. Um, I didn't, I didn't get to hang out with Dave much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just love that place. I'm always, I'm always, uh, so grateful to be able to go back there and check it out just cause it's such a great, great Yeah. And the festival is so much fun too. That was my first time actually being at the festival and I loved it. I had a blast. Uh, yeah. That festival is, I think that festival is the best one in the country. Um, I go to you know, probably 10 events a year for the company. And I have to say that one is the best run. It has the most stoke. Um, the location is, you know, as good as it possibly can get. 
Um, but yeah, Mike and the guys there just do such a great job with that festival. Um, we've been there five mm-hmm. years in a row now. Um, actually, I think six. I mean, I was, I've been there five years in a row. The company's probably been there six, but it is one of those events where we go to the festival and the next Monday, Mike emails us to make sure we're confirmed for the next year. And you have to say yes, because it's so popular that Mike told me that he had 50 vendors um, on the list to try to get in in case people, people oh, canceled. Wow. Um, so yeah. it's that popular, you know, I think, you know, when it comes down to the industry is there's not an inner bike anymore. You know, sea otter has been around a long time and I think people like sea otter, but it's not, it's not fresh and fun yeah. like it used to be as much. And so I think events like, you know, events like Sedona are an opportunity for, you know, bike companies like Revel or whoever it is to release a brand new product and it's ahead of sea otter um, and you're, ca- you're capturing, you know, everybody's attention in March rather than, you know, late April. Um, <laughs> I guess in this, this year, it's going to yeah. be October. <laughs> so um, yeah, the, the event itself has really grown and I think it's got even more opportunity to grow even more for, you know, whether it's vendors or, you know, whoever's there. So yeah, it's really cool. I agree. But I definitely, if, if people haven't been to that festival, put it on your list because it's one not to miss. Um, you can fly into Phoenix, you know, rent a car, probably take a shuttle from Phoenix, honestly. Uh, bring your shoes, bring your helmet, and they've got plenty of bikes. They've got plenty of beer. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good festival to go to. The What do you guys – you don't have too many festivals in Moab anymore. Um, No, I think we're just down to Outer Bike. That's yeah, because they're are they still doing fall? um as of this year they are not. I don't know if they're going to do it again in the future, but they they had canceled this year's thaw. I mean, but and they didn't cancel because of of Corona COVD nineteen. That was canceled. That's yeah, that, they correct? canceled it before. Yeah, which is crazy because that is actually a it really is yeah event. yeah. I was that was another thing. I was lucky enough to go to Sedona. And then usually hang out in Arizona for a few days and then zip up to Moab right after, because it was usually the weekend after Sedona, at least for the last three years it was. And uh, that was a fun event. Billy did a good job with that. It was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't massive, but it was just a good opportunity for people to get together and go to a couple of fun parties. So sad to, sad to see that one go away. Hopefully that'll, hopefully that'll come back. Yeah, hopefully it is a fun one. And it is, I, I, I do like that. It's kind of smaller and Yeah. Yeah, because it's not – I don't think that Billy was even – maybe not even charging people to be there. I think it was just more of a get-together, I think there it? was a fee, but it, I don't think it was as much as a lot of the other ones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is – it's one of those things where you say, like, oh, it's it's expensive to go to this or it's expensive to go to this. But really, what you, when you get – what you get out of these events is such a great – you know, it's a good return for most people, I think. Um, you know, whether it's an outer bike or Sedona Mountain Bike Festival – um, I, I think people get a lot out of those, but, uh, definitely if you try to go to a multiple a year, it could be yeah. kind of expensive. Yeah. And so you guys, so you guys just have Moab Outer Bike and that's yes. October? The first now? weekend of October. Yeah. Cause there used, there used to be Mo, or Outer Bike Spring and then yeah. Outer Bike Fall. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. But I, it was, they, they always did the Outer Bike uh, Spring during, um, kind of around, Easter and Jeep week and it's always a crazy time in Moab. Um, so I think it was just challenging to 
have so many different things going on at once. Oh yeah. When you get all the, the Jeep week people, that's a, yes, that's a, that's big a event huge too, event. Right? Yeah. 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 I don't think I've ever been down during that. I, maybe I was there. The, well, I guess they do Jeep week in the spring. They Just in the, the spring. Fall, right? Yeah. Maybe I was there for um, outer bike and Moab when that was going on at the same time. And I remember. Yeah. It's always, it's always pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's switch gears. So, so, you are also yep. a nutrition yeah. coach, correct? Cool. And so, are, do you do new, do you do you coach nutrition for athletes, or do you do it for just people in general? Um, pretty much anyone. Yeah, I've I've worked with a lot of athletes, um, just because that's kind of my background and uh, whatnot. But I I work with pretty much any individual that is just looking to improve their health or have some kind of nutrition related goal. So yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And, and so if you were working with athletes, what, what is that? Um, like? So working with athletes, um, it's always really fun because uh, I like to work kind of based around training schedules and um, racing schedules and uh, really tailor nutrition to optimize, you know, recovery and, um, you know, working on what to have during a workout, during a race, um, before, you know, after, obviously, for recovery. So. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. And so did you get into this? Did you get into this as a cyclist? Like, oh, I, I have a need for this and I want to learn more about this because of that. Or was it something you did or have always wanted to do? Um, I was, I have always been interested in nutrition um, and kind of really started learning more about nutrition when I was in high school. And it's uh, what I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in and then loved it so much. I got my master's in nutrition as well. Um, and it was during college that I started riding bikes. Um, so, you know, when I did my master's, I focused more on sports nutrition just because that was kind of what I was interested in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, so have you been doing that I mean, out of school, did you directly start getting into that or did you do something else and then kind of fell back? It's something I've always done. Um, so even like, I guess, you know, graduating with my bachelor's in nutrition, I started doing nutrition coaching and um, have kind of always done it on the side. Um, there have been times where it's been more of my full-time job, um, but it's something I've just kind of always done in addition to the other things that I do because I, I really love working with people with nutrition. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. Um, and you, so you don't just do that in Moab. You do that through an online company, right? You have a website that people can visit and yeah. Start from so there. the company is Potential Energy Training, um, and uh, I kind of set up the business to be all remote so that I could work with people anywhere. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's that's really cool. I I. <laughs> I wish that I was uh, a little bit better with my nutrition, <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I just have yeah. to be honest. Um, but maybe maybe I should hire you to uh, give me some nutrition tips. Yeah, out the definitely. Road. <laughs> uh, anyways, so switching gears from that. So this summer, um, you and your partner Dave and group of people are scheduled to mm-hmm. go to yep. Canada to ride, um, and I'm hoping that I can yeah. still make that trip. Um, Tell, tell 
you know, tell us a little bit about what you guys do in Canada, where you go and kind of the overall thing. Cause it sounds like an amazing trip. I'm super stoked. Yeah. So the past few years, every year, um, we make our way up to Canada in the summertime when it's kind of hot in Moab. Um, just it, the riding there is so fun. And the past two years we've done trips, um, like with groups in the Chicolton mountains, which are these kind of remote mountains that you take a float plane in to this mountain lake and ride your way back out. Um, and this past year we spent, we ended up spending about a week in Revelstoke up in BC and we loved it there so much. So, um, yeah, Dave's kind of been the one spearheading that and putting together a trip um, to go back up to Revelstoke this year and do a lot of the same stuff that we did when we were there last year, which included a heli drop and just some really amazing rides. Nice. And so so last year and this this coming year, you're planning on doing um, kind of the same mm-hmm. zone again? Yeah, yeah just, just Revelstoke. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when... When Dave sent the email and said that there was a heli drop, I was like, hmm, I'll probably get in on this because that sounds like it should be pretty it's, epic. Yeah. I mean, the riding there in general, I think is pretty epic. I mean, the heli drop is amazing. Like, it's just so crazy to be dropped off on the top of this mountain and, you know, just ride down some really amazing trails. Um, and then there's just a lot of really cool rides that are kind of big, big days, um, you know, lots of climbing, which means lots of descending and just spectacular views and wildflowers. And yeah, Revelstoke is, is pretty awesome. I've, I've heard only good things. So, um, yeah, should be, yeah, should be pretty fun. Um, overall, just going to ask you this question. What do you, what is your favorite ride of all time? Sorry, it cut out a little bit. My favorite ride. Oh Your my favorite gosh. ride of all time. I I don't know if I could name just one. <laughs> um, it's it's always so hard, right? I mean, because it's you can always say, "Oh, well, my favorite ride here is this," or "My favorite yeah, ride exactly." Uh, I know. Well, I can't even pick a favorite in Moab, it, but <laughs> that yeah. Well, see the. I would just say, you know, and it's funny because we're just, I'm talking to you, but honestly, I really think the whole enchilada might be. I, I, pro- I might have to agree you with know? you I mean, on that. It's, there's not many, I've done, I've done some pretty big rides and pretty big days where, you know, it's, it's high alpine for yeah. four or five hours, right? But the amazing part of the whole enchilada is you start in high alpine where you're close to yeah. 12,000 feet, right? And you ride through pine trees and then you ride through aspen groves and then you ride through desert scrub and then all of a sudden you get on orange dirt and then before you know it, you're riding technical yeah. Moab rock, you know? I mean, the the diversity you get in that ride is second to none, yeah. you know? It's it's like four it's like four rides in four hours, you know? it's uh, It's just so different. There's just nothing. There's yeah, nothing I agree. Like it is, I think, one of the most diverse rides I've done anywhere. And yeah, and then you have all the spectacular views along the way. I mean, the the view from Porcupine Rim 
of Castle Valley, I think is one of my very favorites anywhere. So, yeah. Agreed. It, you can't, can't beat that. I mean, Sedona has some beautiful views when you're at the top of Hangover looking down into the valley. That's amazing. But the views you get on the whole enchilada are second yeah. to none as well. So the ride's great. The views are great. It's just, ah, it's just so, so yeah. unique, you know? Um, you know, and, and, you know, you've done it. I've done it. We were talking about you've ridden in Revelstoke and, you know, I, you and Dave and I have ridden in Idaho and we've done some big yeah. rides there and they're great. I mean, they're amazing, but you, you do stay in kind of the same, you know, ecosystem the whole time you're in, um, the kind of deep woods of like lodgepole pines and burnt forests and things like that. But the diversity of that whole enchilada ride is just, it's just, yeah, so I agree. Did you, um, you went to outer bike in, uh, I did. Yeah. Correct. Did you, did you get to ride? Um, I rode a little bit. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty cool. Yeah. Place. It's pretty amazing to see what they've done with their trails there, considering the terrain they have and yeah, how much they've developed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think a lot of other communities could, could look at Bentonville and probably do a lot of the same things. And it could really, it could really, in my opinion, change the way people look at mountain biking. Like you don't, you don't have to go to Moab or you don't have to go to Sedona or you don't have to go to Idaho to go ride mountain bikes. Like I think communities are starting to figure out that, wow, we can pump some money into some, you know, private land, whether the city owns it or the County and start to build some really cool places um, without a lot of yeah, terrain. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cause I was out there a couple of years ago. I went to the, the Rome fest in mm-hmm. uh, Brevard and on my way back, I stopped in, stopped in Bentonville and I had met um, Candace. Uh, I can't remember Candace's last name. She uh, works with women of Oz and some other groups. And uh, she said, you got to go ride this Kohler system, which had literally just been built. And I went and rode Kohler and uh, I was just blown away when you ride to the top of this thing. There's what I call an adult jungle gym. <laughs> it it kind of like is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the big wooden metal structure. Right, yeah. All the it's crazy. I mean, you, I've never seen that before. When I rode up to that, I was like, I, I was just, my mind was blown. I'm like, this is, this is so cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have this, have these really cool trails, but you have this really awesome drop in to get your speed up right away to roll into, you know, rock solid or rock soft or some of these other, you know, jump trails they had there. So I was just stoked at that. Um, and the town itself is it's a super cool town. If people haven't been there, it reminds me of uh, the movie Pleasantville. I don't know if you yes, ever saw that movie. Julie. I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I, I kind of drove in there like, Oh my goodness. Like this is kind of creepy. I'm, I feel like I'm in like a 1950s. Uh, oh, I thought you know? the same thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I do love all the art. There. And, and you, oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Whether it's the art or the cool coffee shops or the whiskey bars. I mean, everything about it was just a, a really cool vibe. Um, and I'm sure people, it's funny because people who may be listening to this, who live in Bentonville are like, Oh my gosh, why are you guys pumping our town? Please don't pump our town. Just like everybody in Moab did 10 yeah. years ago. Right. Like don't talk about our town to people. We don't be coming here. Um, Cause it seems to be, it seems to be the new hotbed. Like I've talked to four or five industry people who are, you know, like whether they lived in Colorado or wherever have now moved to Benton. Mm, yeah. So, it's definitely become a, a hotbed for the cycling industry. And it's just, 
it's great. You know, the, the Walton family has been putting a ton of, ton of money into that whole town itself and their trails. And um, I know Rafa is moving to Bentonville and I'm sure a couple other, a couple other groups will probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I heard that a few weeks ago. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a cool place. And, and again, like I was saying, I think, and I, and I think Imba is moving towards this kind of Bentonville way of, of building trail instead of focusing on, you know, whether it's wilderness stuff, I think Emma's going to start focusing a little bit more on that, you know, kind of city aspect mm-hmm. like Bentonville has done, um, which I think is a great way to do it. Cause that way you can, you can maximize terrain, um, you know, in smaller places instead of having to build these big epic, you know, rides that, you know, we all love to do. But if we can, if we can build these smaller systems like Bentonville, it just gets more people. Yeah, to ride, for sure. You know? And I think that's, I think that's I, the yeah, important thing. Yeah. But uh, who knows? So what do you, what do you got going for the rest of 2020? Uh, proposedly <laughs> in this weird time. Of, weird time yeah. Well, um, we'll see what happens with the whole situation, but um, definitely optimistic and still planning things. So hopefully we can resume our uh, worldwide movie nights, um, which we did the one in Sedona and we did one in Crested Butte the week before that. And they were both just hugely successful and so much fun. And um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to do more of those. Um, and then we're also with World Ride, we're planning uh, to expand to Peru and Lesotho, um, which I'm really excited about. So um, hopefully we'll be traveling to both of those places this year um, and just developing relationships with some of the the women there and starting to to grow things and um yeah we'll see we'll see how everything <laughs> turns out yeah nice that's awesome it's just good to, it's good to see that thing expand it's you know? so fun i'm i'm really excited and it's just it's so fun to see just the impact it's having on the women in these places and yeah how much fun they're having riding bikes absolutely is is uh is on just going to be joining you in um hopefully ventures? she will be able to yeah good she's yes, quite an I agree. individual <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a little bit of um yeah just a little <laughs> she's yeah she's awesome uh she's she's fun she was um she was super fun last year when we did our photo shoot in sedona um we had we had a really fun week um shooting with her and a bunch of the other people yeah in, that's uh, what it sounds like <laughs> It was a good week. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. Um, well, cool. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on the yeah. uh, podcast with us. Um, super fun talking to you and, uh, again, stoked with what you're doing with world ride. Um, Thank you. Do you want to plug, go ahead and plug like world ride and your nutrition, um, your nutrition business. So people, yeah. So the you. world ride website has all the information. It's world-ride.com or on Instagram it's worldridemtb um, the nutrition is potentialenergytraining.com um, and uh, yeah or you can just you know get in touch with me um, through social media um, Julie Bike and yeah hope to hear from people thanks for having me this has been fun cool yeah
Absolutely. Well, thanks for talking with us, Julie. And uh, all right, sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> Bye.